Our Friday's first message will be coming from the gospel according to Luke chapter 12 verses 13 through 21. And I'm going to read from the Christian standard version of the Bible. And it reads, someone from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Friend, he said to him, who appointed me a judge or an arbitrator over you? He then told them, watch out and be on guard against all greed, because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. Then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I will do this, he said. I will, I will, I'll tear down my, my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it, eat, take it easy, drink, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is demanded of you. And the thing you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I would like to tap this message in which to speak on. Don't let your possessions become an obsession. Don't let your possessions become an obsession. Something that I want us to re recognize is, is that God wants us to have the best of everything. God wants us to to live life abundantly and have it. However, comma, he doesn't want it to consume us to where we're not enjoying life and putting him first and before all other things that we get or anything that we have. But also God laid gives us to be a blessing to others. And sometimes we forget that we can also be a blessing to others. What we just read, what I just read here was the parable of a rich fool. You see, a real fool says that there is no God. And here you can see how an obsession can pull you away from God to where it looks like that you're not with God. So here, when I make that point, I'm talking to someone that might be saved and is kind of going through this. But those who aren't saved, you might want to look at the fact the reason why you can't see God is because you're so caught up in your in the worldly gods, meaning items, cars, houses, clothes, this and that. We all have something that we enjoy, but we should never, ever put it before God. And that brings me to my first point that I want to bring out. In, in this verse 13, as we get into this, he says, someone from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell me, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And then Jesus says, friend, he said to him, who appointed me a judge or an arbitrator over you? 15, he says, he then told them, watch out and be on guard against all greed. Because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. So my first point is, in order to do this, we, God requires devotion. 
God requires you to pay attention to what he is doing in your life. That's why it's important to develop a devotional time for God, meaning a time when you pray, meaning a time when you get the word and you read a scripture or a chapter or wherever, where you commit to a Bible study, where you submit yourself to devoting some time to God to let God know that you want to do right by him. And see, Jesus, as he lays this thing out in, 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 in his in these initial verses in verse in verse 15, he lays out not a legal judgment, but he lays out a moral judgment. You see, when we tie ourselves to God in devotion, it's a moral conduct. We want to we want to govern ourselves accordingly with God, meaning we want it to be decent in order where God gets all the honor, the glory and the praise. But also we want to make sure that we put our what? We put our put our perspectives of life into what God would have us to receive in our lives. And when we do that, my brothers and sisters, we're that much more strong in our faith. Life. We're that much more powerful to conquer ourselves, getting caught up being too materialistic. So that brings me to my second point. My second point is, is we want to make sure that we don't make our possessions, but our possessions become our obsession. We must put our desires in the proper place. See, when Jesus lays this out in verse 15, he's trying to tell him your desires need to be on God and not on the things that you have and the possessions you have. Because think about it. The rich fool should have given some of those things to people who were in need but he wasn't concerned about that he was bragging on the fact that hey i got the money i got the crops i'm very productive so i ain't sharing i ain't worried about nobody i'm just gonna tear down the barns i got and i'm just gonna build some bigger ones much like us we have a lot of clothes right and we don't want to give nobody no clothes but we continually buying clothes we're continually buying shoes we don't want to separate certain items in certain and in certain other things because it's just what we want i'm guilty of that myself sometimes i just have to say hey okay it's time for and unbought some new suits and unbought some new shoes and unbought this and unbought that now it's time to share now it's time to give some stuff away so that way people know that hey i'm willing to share and this brother this rich fool was not willing to share because let's look at verse 16 it says then he told them a parable jesus gives them a parable he says a rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have any where to store my crops? Now, think about that for a second. Notice my first point was devotion. Where is God in this decision making? Is he just thinking to himself? Where is God in his desires? He puts himself over God. He's just thinking of this to himself and he's not considering God. He's not putting God in anything. He's just looking at himself and you can see that as as it goes on in verse 18. He says, "I will do this." He said, "I'll I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years take it easy eat drink and enjoy yourself and so here you see where he's become so self-centered and so focused on being so selfish that he hadn't put god in devotion he hadn't put his desires in god he hadn't he hadn't acknowledged the fact that god has blessed him with it 
and he's talking to himself and he's boasting, boasting within us and within himself. And oftentimes, my brothers and sisters, we do that and we don't re recognize we don't we don't we don't identify with it because that's how that's how the spirit can. That's our prideful spirit can transition us into becoming something that we really not trying to become. But it's happening because we're we're naturally selfish as people. We're just naturally that way. That's why in the Garden of, of Eden. Eve, when she did that, she was just honestly talking with the serpent herself. She wasn't concerned about what God said or anything else. But at the same time, Adam was in the same predicament because he was being the same way. He was watching all of this and didn't say anything because he, in, in, in all honesty, they both were curious. So it was just that Eve was in the situation to try to sit, to try to, to try the fruit of the tree first. And God told him not to. And then Adam didn't say nothing. He just said, okay, well, my baby ate it. She's still alive. Let me try. So we have to understand that we want to obtain things and there's nothing wrong with that. But we need to make sure that we're devoting our time to God. We need to make sure we're devoting everything that we do have to God. And then at the same time, we need to make sure our desires are in a proper perspective. You see, the parable of a rich man, a former who, over, who overcame all agriculture odds and achieved great success, he did have it. He had all the success. He was very productive. But this brought about what? A new problem. And that, that what we see here, what do you do with your riches? That's a question for you. What do you do with your riches? What do you do with the things that, that God has blessed you with? Do you build bigger barns or bigger storage or more closet space or more of this or more of that just to retain instead of sharing it or asking God what to do with it? Do you incorporate God into that? Because sometimes we get stuff and we don't and we really don't need it. Like i.e. some of us we want a we want we want a Lexus or we want a Mercedes or we want a BMW, but God already know we really don't need it because if we do it, we won't pick nobody up. We won't help nobody. We won't we won't we won't go somewhere that He wants us to go. God knows what we need, and some things we don't need because God knows it's gonna pull us away from Him. And God doesn't want it. Want that. So I, I always tell God, God, I really would like this however but let it be within your will for me because i want to also love you more than anything else but yes lord i do like nice stuff yes lord i do want to be blessed yes lord i do want to have nice things and, and, and things of that nature and that's what god is, is is the lord is talking about in this parable and he's talking to us today we don't need to let our possessions become an obsession because we can become so materialistic and don't realize it especially with the way that they do television and they show these kids so many different things and they got to have these shoes they got to have this car they got to have this they got to have that i mean think about it for a second when you hear even some of these athletes that have yeah they have a lot of money but what are you doing when it's just you and your wife and a child and you have you have a 16 you have a 16,000 square foot home with 10 bathrooms and 15 bedrooms or whatever and you ask yourself this question brother what are you sister what are you doing i mean i mean i mean is that really what you need is that really what you need to have and sometimes you just have to say okay i'm not hating on you or whatever but is that realistic is that really something that we should do should we be uh, should we be 
Well, should we think about that like that or whatever? That's something that you have to assess yourself. But if you want to obtain that and that's what you want to have, so be it. But make sure you're not putting God out of that situation. Make sure you're not looking at things from just your perspective. Look at things from a perspective where your your possessions are God's too. So that way you govern it right. That way you maintain it right. That way you put it in, in perspective to put it in, in devotion and also your desires are in the right place. And I'm just about to get to the last the last point I want to make and the last point I want to make, I want to read verse 20 and 21 to you. It says, but God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life is demanded of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is. That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You see, when we're rich in God, when we are blessing God, that comes to my final point is our decision. See, God is not going to take the decision away from anybody. So I might, you know, I might be talking to someone today that doesn't understand this quite. But let me let me share something with you. God wants you to make a decision to choose him over anything and everything. Because God has allowed you to be able to provide a means to receive everything that you have. So therefore, it's up to you to decide if you want God over everything that you have. But if you're not letting God regulate your life, regulate the things that you desire and regulate the things that you do and put them in the proper perspective, we we any of us are susceptible to fall into this trap of just looking at ourselves inwardly and not looking outwardly and putting God in the right perspective so God gets the honor glory and the praise because here in that verse 20 we see that God has he, he we see here how he gives another perspective he tells him he says the very night your life is demanded of you he, he's telling him okay at some point you're gonna die physically and he says and the things you have prepared whose will they be you see, our earthly possessions going to go to someone. We can't take them to heaven. See, a U-Haul doesn't go to heaven with all our stuff in it. We must understand that God wants us to put him above everything. And everything that we get, get in this world, we need to put God in it and thank God for it and give him the perspective. Thank you, Lord. So if someone's out there today and you're not saved, you don't want to have be in this condition like this rich fool to where you're only looking at yourself and all you're trying to do is gain possessions and and, and this pop in this uh, prosperity preaching. You have to be careful just because a person have you just think that just means that they're blessed. No, we need to be rich, like he says, toward God. That means we need to have a better devotional life with God. That means we need to focus on God and put him in every decision that we make and allow him to be in every aspect of our lives. So if you're not saved, what I'm trying to tell you is real riches live in eternal life. And the only way you get that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All you have to do is say, Lord, my perspective of life is wrong and I need it to be corrected. Or I need it to be better and put you above everything that I own, everything that I have, because you made a way for me to have it. Whether it's education, getting a new job, whatever it is, you made a way, Lord, but I want to be rich in you. I don't want my possessions to become an obsession to where I leave you out and I cut you out of everything. And I don't share with others because Jesus left us a commandment. He said, love God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind and your strength. But the second one is, he said, love, love your neighbor as ourself. 
And so the second commandment that he left the new ones. So when he said, love your neighbor as yourself, that means we should share. That means if we have so much, we don't want to build nothing bigger. Let's share it. Why not share it? Why not look outwardly instead of inwardly at ourselves? So we have to be very careful with that. And that's why we want to share the word. We want to make sure that we're sharing the gospel with everyone to let God know that, that you are important, that your life is important, your soul is important, and that he wants to save you. You see, in verse 21, this applies to anyone who trusts in riches. Riches have one major weakness. They have no purchasing power after death. So we must understand we need to be rich in our relationship with God because all those possessions in death, they have no they have no value. Your soul does. And God wants your soul to come back to him in heaven and reside with him forever and ever and ever. He does not want you to go to hell. So I'm talking to someone today that may be going through. You might be dealing with some things and et cetera, et cetera, in your life where you've always put possessions and you never even consider God in being the one that's blessing you to have those things and put him in perspective. So I pray that this message touches you, whether you're saved or not saved and make and get you to understand that you need to devote your life to God first and foremost, because that's the greatest possession you have is the fact that God gave you life and he just wants you to give it back to him by believing and trusting his son, Jesus the Christ. And then what he does is he anoints you with the Holy Spirit that seals you and gives you a guarantee that you will receive eternal life at the point of a physical death. But you won't die a spiritual death because there's two deaths that we face if we're not careful. The first death is a physical death. We can't stay here because of sin. But God, for his people, will we'll, we'll have eternity to be with him. But those who don't receive Christ will face a spiritual death, meaning that they will be thrown in the lake with Satan and burn forever. So there's two eternities. This is up to you to decide. So that devotion is key. And the second thing, like I said, is we have to put our desires in the proper perspective. We need to desire more Jesus and be rich in him. Desire more word, desire more time with God. So that way we keep the perspective of life where it should be. Because like I said, God wants us to have nice things and there's, that's great. But finally, like I said, it's our decision. God wants you to make an indiv individual decision, a personal decision to allow him to de develop a vertical relationship with him through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then at that point, he would he would give you the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then you begin your, your Christian growth. So I pray that this message has been a blessing to someone. But don't let your possession become your 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 obsession and leave out Jesus Christ because he loves you and he wants you to come to him and be saved and, and be with him in eternity. Once you once you transition from this life into the next life, because it's his to give and it's his to take back on his accord. So I pray that this message has touched someone today. May God bless you and may God keep you.